Hey, everybody. Hope you're doing well this morning. Oh, goodness. You'll be happy to know I'm not driving today. Some of you were nervous last time. <laughs> it is a solid 827 in the morning. Office isn't open yet, but I am here, and I thought, you know what? Prop my feet up here. What better way to start the day than another side quest? Um, it, you made it really evident that you wanted more of this. And uh, thank you, by the way, to everybody who did reach out. There was a lot of you who, who uh, reached out to me and uh, let me know, you know what you really thought of it. And um, so, yeah, here we are. We're back. Side quest number two. Uh, not driving. <laughs> not driving. Just sitting here waiting for the day to start. But, uh, you know, where do, how do I begin this? Okay, so the other night I was sitting at home and I just had this overwhelming urge for lore, particularly Elder Scrolls lore. I mean, I was just hungry. Like, you're hungry after a long day's work. You want that big steak. You know, any of, uh, anybody out there like me who loves barbecue, oh, man. You know, you just, you just come home, you're like, oh, I want that so bad. That's how I was for lore. And uh, so I grabbed Tales of Tamriel. It was book two, the lore, off my bookshelf where all the Elder Scrolls lore is kept. And uh, I sat down, was in bed, grabbed my little book light. And uh, it's not, I shouldn't say little, this thing's massive. I don't know why I bought such a large one, but hey, it works great. <laughs> and uh, sat down. And just open the book, just just to see where it landed. And lo and behold, where did it land? It landed on Necromancers. And I'm like, oh, oh, you know me well, book. You know me well. I mean, if, if anybody who doesn't know, I am the biggest cheerleader in the room. I've got my skull pom-poms. I've got my, I, I don't know what you'd call it. Zombie, uh, flesh, uh, cheerleader. Okay, all right, we're just gonna move on. <laughs> but I'm the biggest supporter and it's the most excited when it comes to necromancers. Um, they embody the ultimate evil. And uh, so, anyway, I just got to read and learned a lot of cool stuff, and I'm gonna share that some of that with you here. But uh, whenever I do side quests, one thing I'm always gonna do is pull from my real life experience with Elder Scrolls in general. And you seem to really like that uh, from last time. And so that's something you can always expect and always uh, look to uh, look to expect anytime you listen to an episode of SideQuest. So I opened that book and I'm like, wow, okay. Not only am I going to enjoy this read, but I, this, may be, this may be the next SideQuest, especially with Elsewhere getting ready to come out. You know, we're a little over a month away. Um, you know, on Lore Seekers, we're just going nuts for that. So I, uh, I'm like, all right, let's dive in. And so when I think of a necromancer, I think of my first experiences seeing them. Now, granted, this was, what was it, like 2000, when did Oblivion come out? Was it 2005, 2006? It was around that area. I think it was 2006. And, you know, anytime I, I remember seeing my first necromancer, and I'm like, what is a necromancer? But I remember any time that I saw them, they were always shoved away in a corner in a cave somewhere 
deep in the bowels of Tamriel. And they were always kind of like this anomaly to me. You know, when I first saw them, I'm like, what is a necromancer? And, you know, I was so young at the time, still living under your parents' roof. You know, you're trying to figure out life, you know, to yourself, what is good, bad, the ugly. And uh, so, you know, I had people around me. Oh, yeah, this is a necromancer. It doesn't love the dark arts, blah, blah, blah. And I'm just like, oh, a necromancer. Oh. They, they practice the dark arts. Whoa, that's a bad guy. That's a very bad guy. You ever seen Get Smart? That's a bad man. Very bad man. <laughs> but uh, so I kind of gained somewhat of an understanding, but just at face value. And I think that's a lot of way that a lot of the time, the way that people look at uh, the bad guys in, in games or in movies. And that's kind of how... Um, I guess it's, I, I generally love the bad guys in films. I love them because there's more to them than just, oh, they're bad. I'm like, no, 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 no. They've got their own ideals. They've got their own personality. They've got their own motives. And in their mind, they're like, for instance, Thanos and Avengers. In his mind, he's got exact reason why he's doing the things that he's doing. And to him, it's good. And, uh, you know, I can respect Thanos for that, you know, sticking to what he's doing. But anyway going back to the necromancers. And so they were always kind of like the anomaly to me. I never really saw them when I did. They were in a cave and they'd always attack me. So I'm like, all right, you're going to die. So I learned a little bit around people around me around 17 years old. Fast forward 13 years, I'm 30. And, uh, you know, I, we did a lore lesson on the necromancer. It was season, no, volume two, uh, episode one of Lore Seekers was the lore lesson on the necromancer and learned a lot there really learned a lot cash really brought it all together there i mean just the work that a necromancer has to do to prepare the bodies and the life that they live i think really that's something i want to highlight here and uh you know with necromancers they're regarded i mean they're hated by the mages guild if you walk around when elsewhere drops and you throw out the wrong kind of spell, the city guards are going to attack you. People are afraid of you. You what you are doing to them is taboo, and it's very. Oh, that's my heater. Hope that doesn't bother you. Let me turn that thing off. Oh, there we go. And uh, you know what they're doing is very taboo. It's it's very um, out of the norm. People are freaked out, and I love every second of it. <laughs> Oh, Cash is, on Lore Seekers, Cash is total good and I am total evil. We're total polar opposites and I'd have it no other way. I, uh, I cannot wait. I cannot wait to instill terror, gain power. The Necromancer is going to be fun. But anyway, and, uh, you know, there's more to a Necromancer than just at face value. Oh, he's bad. There's more to the life that they live, the life that they've chosen to live and the way that they choose to gain power through Necromancy. You are very much like the Batman of society. You're very much um, the Wolverine or the Jessica Jones of society. You know, society looks at you differently. And the way, and I think of Batman and Wolverine, those are pretty much two of one of my favorite uh, favorite heroes, superheroes, because I relate to a lot. You know, the way that society looks at them, they look at them differently. And they had to harden their heart just to live a life. And that's kind of what the necromancer is about. You are not the norm. 
you are not society's brightest and morning star. You are not the North Star leading everybody. You, what you do is so incredibly dark, so incredibly evil, and so incredibly off the normal path, the normal life, that just looking at you and knowing what you do, they write you off automatically. And, uh, you know, I think of my favorite baddies. I think of Darth Bane. I think of Darth Revan. I think of Darth Malak. You know, it's just these people who had these ideals, these these personalities, the lives that they lived behind them. And that's what, I mean, Necromancer really resonates with me. And, you know, when they're preparing these bodies, I mean, the thing about Necromancy, you got to have minions, right? you got to have minions. So what's the first thing you're going to do with a necromancy and a Necromancer? Let's see. Well, there was a funeral. Let's say you go to a graveyard. There was a funeral over here yesterday. It's a fresh corpse. Hey, that may work, right? Or there's one over here. It's kind of old. I mean, this thing, this sucker has not been cleaned. Any of its family is long dead. It hasn't seen any roses on that gravesite in a long time. So what are you going to do? See, a lot of people will think, oh, go with a fresh one. That's better. Well, turns out, not so much. You see, with the necromancer, in the world of Tamriel, when uh, someone dies, their spirit remains with that corpse. And what that, and you see that a lot in Tamriel as well when you've done, done certain delves or certain quests. And uh, so if I was to raise as a necromancer, if I was to reanimate the body of somebody who just died, not only am I going to be contending with the fact that, hey, they're a fresh corpse, guess what? Their, their parts are falling off. I mean, muscle, you know, just uh, your eyeballs, your, your hair, everything just falling all around all over your layer. I mean, who wants to do that? Who wants to wake up and be like, all right, that's some like Tamriel coffee. Oh, look, there's more body parts for me to clean up today. That sounds awful. You got to get the bleach. You got to get the mop. Not about that. See, and neither is a necromancer because also not only are you cleaning up after them, just from them moving around, <laughs> but, and probably the biggest but out of all this is the fact that you have to contend with that spirit that is still very much attached to that body. So that means if I reanimate that person, not only am I dealing with them deteriorating uh, before me, but also the fact that I have to contend with that spirit making sure that they're, I mean, they're not going to be as loyal. Their allegiance is, is going to be strained. You know, I don't have time for that. And so a lot of times, necro, that's another heater. Let me turn that off. So uh, a lot of times with necromancers, you know, they, whenever they want to reanimate somebody, like, Jibs, get a new chair. It squeaks. Yeah, I know, right? It's five years, I need a new chair. But uh, anyway, you know, with necromancers, they look at skeletons. They look at those old ancient corpses. There's no, the spirit is long gone next to nothing as far as being attached to that corpse. And uh, turns out skeletons are actually pretty darn strong. And uh, so I'm going to go reanimate the old ancient guy. Back in the early days, 2-1-3-86, you know, we're just going to raise that guy right up. And that's perfect. That's what a necromancer wants. They want complete allegiance. They want somebody when they raise them that's going to be strong. You see, not only do you, when we talked about the lore lesson on elders, on uh, in Lore Seekers, on necromancers, the life that they live, I mean, they have to prepare the corpses. They got to make sure they get all the bindings right. It's a lot of work. But you see, there's also another way that they can bind. <laughs> Excuse me. Goodness gracious. There's another way that you can bind these uh, 
bind these uh, corpses. And that's with necrotic bindings, you know, the spell. All right. So you can prepare them that way as well. And uh, so you're going to raise these skeletons. Then you have an army. Then you're good to go. I mean, the and then, by the way, one of the ultimate goals of a necromancer, a lot of necromancers, can't ever say every single one, because that's not the goal for every single one. Everyone's different. But lichdom, becoming immortal. And the process of that, I'm not going to say it all on here, because it's pretty gnarly. But I would encourage you, go read up on the process, the Tales of Tamriel books, when it comes to becoming a lich. I'll tell you this, part of it ensues you ripping the souls out of live people. Uh, the better the pain, the more pain, the better. <laughs> I'm serious, that's a thing. And also, um, you know, binding yourself pretty much to this totem, or, or that's not really the right word, but really this item, this object. And uh, so you, you could check that out. I'm not going to repeat it here. You could check it out. It's pretty, it's pretty crazy. But, uh, you know, we kind of see that. Uh, I remember um, when we were at the Elsewhere Reveal in San Fran, and, uh, you know, that was one of the things that was brought up was the lich, because that's very much a part of necromancy. And so we see that, that representation with the uh, tank skill line, with the ultimate. You know, you become a big, just gnarly dude, covered in bone. I mean, pretty much the representation of a lich. And so, anyway, I hope you enjoyed this, just kind of this different look at necromancers more of a kind of a personal look at necromancers to me they're more than just up oh, their bed no 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 no. so much more to them just like there's more to vader just like there's more to uh oh shoot the thanos and all just all these bad guys you know and uh so anyway i hope you enjoyed this i hope it was a little bit more peaceful for you because <laughs> <laughs> i'm sitting at the office <laughs> No, like, okay, chips is safe. I can do this now. <laughs> you all have a great day. And if you want to hear more things about what we're doing at the Lore Seekers Podcast, head on over to loreseekerspodcast.com. Everything's listed there. We got ESO 101s teaching you how to be a better player. We've got lore lessons that are that can be deep, but the but they come from a perspective of the new player. They're very easy to digest, very easy to understand. And they're great if you want to get to know more Elder Scrolls lore. And, of course, the podcast is there and all kinds of other things. So stay safe. Stay awesome. We love you. And uh, take your time in those quests. <laughs>